Tim Blankenship here with Divorce 661 Daily Perspective. What are we on? Episode 49, where I go over tips and tricks, issues our clients are having. This is my daily broadcast podcast video where I, uh, it's as, as fresh content as you can get. And it's kind of off the cuff. I do have a couple notes, uh, things that happened during the day that I want to address. Um, but then I kind of just uh, go off the top of my mind. I'm also going to go over. Um, why you should never do your own divorce. I have four reasons to do that as well. But we always start with uh, kind of our, our recap of the day. Uh, four consultations today. I took on three new uh, divorce cases. Uh, looks like one in Orange County, two in LA County. Um, prepared two Orange County judgments and submitted two Orange County cases for approval to court. It's funny how things come in batches. Um Looks like this week was Orange, or today was Orange County, um, but they do come in batches. We'll get a bunch from San Diego one week, and I think it's because I do a video that brings up the particular county, and, and that kind of, people see that, and they find me, and, and we have those consultations, but I don't make very many of them uh, county-specific because all the information is the same county to county, but uh, yeah, this week was Orange County. Um, I want to say last week was... San Bernardino had a bunch of stuff out of San Bernardino last week, and that's continuing today. All right, so let's talk about some of the things that came up. First one is kind of uh, things that grind me. Uh, consultations. I had two consultations this week where folks called, and in both cases, I can tell when you are interested in my service, interested in, my, in me assisting you. I can tell that um, you and your spouse are amicable. I can tell that you guys have talked. I can tell that you've done your due diligence and found out that I am a legal document assistant and not an attorney. But in two of these cases, that didn't happen. And in the duration of the conversation, of the consultation, the questions they were asking were questions they would probably want to ask an attorney. Uh, and that's frustrating for me because I don't deal with that drama, that nonsense. Um, one of, one of the gentlemen asked me, um, oh, I, you know, I have a car that's not registered. So I guess that, you know, even though we bought it during the marriage, I'm not going to register it that way. Uh, my wife can't have it. I said, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't do that. I don't, you know, I don't play games. And he's like, oh, I said, I'm not an attorney. I'm not here to represent you, but if you want to play games, you got the wrong guy, go get an attorney. So it's just, it's just frustrating because I just flat out don't play that game. The, uh, another one we had, uh, um, yesterday. Um, kind of went down that same path, asking questions like, and I wrote some of these down, how long does my wife have to, um, to change her mind after we turn in the settlement agreement? And my answer was, well, the only reason you wouldn't want to ask me that question is if you're going to try and screw over your wife and get a deal that's more fair to you than her. Otherwise, why are you asking that question, right? I think that makes sense to me. But, and they started asking all kinds of hypothetical questions beyond that. And I said, you know what? I think we're I think we're done here. I think you need an attorney because you're asking all kinds of legal advice that number one, I can't. Number two, won't provide to you because if these are the types of questions you're asking, um, you're not a good fit for my service. Number two, 2023 uh, Chatsworth divorce case uh, trying to file because this was a judgment we took over, judgment prep we took over yesterday, and it's already finalized. Um, try, they're trying to do a default without agreement. You know how I say, don't do the without agreement type cases, multiple rejects. I want to say it was twice. It wasn't so bad. And when I reviewed their paperwork, their petition, their summons, their proof of service, and even the default had been entered, but the judgment was re getting, was getting rejected multiple times. Um, so as I mentioned, the default was already entered, but 
Um, so when I look at these cases, I do an assessment. She was trying to push this through as a default without an agreement. And I, as always, my first question is, will your spouse participate, cooperate? And she said, the issue is he's in the Philippines. I said, that's not an issue as long. The question was, will he participate? She said, she'll find out. So she calls me the next day and says, yes, he will participate. So she hires me because uh, that's the whole deal with us. If they'll participate, cooperate, I don't care where you live. We handle cases with clients all over the country. As long as one of you live in, in California, we can file your case here. So again, this was a case she had already filed. She'd already filed the default. So she'd gone quite and far along, but then the judgment was getting rejected. And the issue was, there's lots of issues. Um, she didn't, when she completed the property declarations, she really messed up the prop, messed them up, filled out some the uh, separate property, community property wrong. And then she filed new ones trying to fix it. And then she had crossed over the separate onto the community. So it was a big old mess. And the judgment simply said, uh, this is not a fair division of community property. Uh, one major thing she did is she listed a um, term life insurance policy and showed it with a value of $300,000. Well, the court thought that that needed to be divided and the other uh, party needed to be assigned $150,000. So don't list term life insurance policies unless you're dead, because that's the only time there's going to be real value in the term policy. Um, so those are not assets. Um, keep in mind, we always tell you don't file the property declarations. If she knew this was going to be a true default from the beginning and knew the other party wasn't going to be involved, that's the only way you can do it. But as I said, I asked, hey, will, he, will they participate, cooperate, sign off on things? Yes, perfect. Um, so I went in and now we can, now we don't have to have even distribution or uh, equal division of the assets and debts. It can be however you like, like in most of our cases, because both parties are signing off on it. Another complication that came up was she had already filed the request in her default and it was entered. Had she called me prior to that, I probably would have had the respondent file a response and we probably could have got a fee waiver because he's not in country, not working. Um, and I, if I can remember, I'll talk about the fee waivers again, because there's an interesting case we had today, but, um, I would have filed the response to avoid him having to go to the U S consulate in the Philippines to get his settlement agreement notarized. We can't undo the uh, default. It was already entered. There is technically a way, but I think that would have taken more time to request the court set that aside, then file the response. So he's just going to have to go to the consulate. That was the plan from the get go was if he cooperates, he needs to sign the settlement agreement and take it to the consulate and have that notarized. So um, always recommending you start with us before you get too far in the process or start with us from the very beginning would be best. Number three, you can change a default without agreement to a default with agreement. And that's what we did with the above case. So um, even though the default has been entered, the, we can still, the court doesn't know that it's a default with or default default without until you turn in the judgment in the case of a default without agreement because there's no agreement, right? You can't have a settlement agreement if the other party is not involved. It becomes a judgment. And the judgment it means the judge has ordered it. You still have to submit the paperwork for them to review, but it has to go down a whole different path than a, a default with agreement. So in the case we were just talking about in the Philippines, it was she was trying to push it through as a default. The property division wasn't being... Um, Going to sneeze here. Property division wasn't equal, as I mentioned, so that's going to be an issue. But what we did was uh, turn it into a default with agreement. Doesn't matter that the court has uh, already entered the default, wrote up the settlement agreement, they're going to sign it, and that'll go through, no problem. Number four, 
Back on the property declarations. Oh, we talked about this already. I think I'm going all over the place. Ah, I skipped the other one. Got it. So we're going to talk about number five now. Short-term marriage judgment prep with spouse support. So when you have a marriage of short duration, say less than 10 years, and many times I'm talking about specifically in this case, we're um, less than three or four years. Generally speaking, the, the marriage hasn't been long enough that one spouse needs spouse support, at least with the types of clients we're handling. And I just want to bring that up that it's okay if you have a short-term marriage and a spouse needs spouse support. That we wrote up a, I think, a settlement agreement today that they've been married four years and they're going to pay spouse support for half the length of the marriage, which is is basically, basically the general rule, if you will. And they agreed to that. And that's fine. And we put that together. Normally, we're writing that there's no spouse support just because of the duration and maybe they're both self-supporting and neither wants spouse support from the other. But uh, this one was a short-term marriage where we actually put together a support order based on their agreement. Okay, now I'm going to talk to you about four reasons you shouldn't handle your own divorce. And I'm going to read off something I wrote down, and then I'm going to go into a little bit more detail off the top of my head. So number one, legal complexity. Divorce involves complex legal processes. Let me pull this down here so you're not looking at my nose. Legal complexity. Divorce involves legal... Complex legal processes, and there are numerous forms, documents, and procedures to navigate. Filling out these forms incorrectly or misunderstanding the legal requirements can lead to costly mistakes or delays in your divorce judgment. And that's all true. So even if you have a simple case, let's talk about complex legal processes. It's a court of law. I know you're amicable, but you still have petitions to file and serve, disclosures to prepare and serve. Certain things get filed in one case. There's three different types of amicable divorce cases you can go down, default with agreement, uh, uncontested, and then or two rather, and then you have default without agreement, and then you have contested if you're going to court. So there's a whole big process there. I talked to a gentleman today who is amicable. They have a lot of a lot of decisions to make. They have pensions and you know the whole thing. The whole I say you got the, the whole um, the whole family unit. You got pensions, house, kids, all those decisions have to be made, you know, long-term marriage. <clears throat> And they're going to try and do their own divorce. Um, and they both work full time. So it's it's a lot um, to get into. And you're saying, hey, the you know, the website's not, you know, court website's not that useful. I can't even figure out where to file. We printed off the FL 100 and sat to get down to go over it and that sort of thing. And so they were going down that route. But we had a good conversation uh, today. Uh, numerous forms. That was next. No doubt. There are numerous forms and there's numerous steps uh, numerous documents, and then the procedures. We're kind of talking about all that. Lump that all together on, on top of you trying to make um, e potentially emotional uh, decisions. You know, I tell folks, you know, it's you know, we handle amicable divorce. There's different variants of people being amicable. Um, <laughs> I had one uh, client today, um, hired us today, had a consultation yesterday, hired us today, and um, she she looped in her spouse and, uh, and the heading of the email was, um, let's get divorced. So that's how amicable they were that after her consulting with me, explaining it to her spouse, what, you know, that, about, you know, hey, let's hire this guy. Um, and uh, when she emailed me just to make sure, let me know that I, I knew her spouse was on board, the, the uh, subject of the email was let's get divorced. So I just thought that was funny. I hadn't seen that before, but that's how amicable, amicable some people can be. Number two. Emotional stress. Divorce is often an emotional taxing experience. Attempting to handle the divorce paperwork and legalities on your own and 
add unnecessary stress, making it harder to focus on your emotional well-being and the well-being of any children involved. So kind of goes back to what I was saying. You're dealing with the complexities and the forms and the documents and procedures. And then now you're going to do your own paperwork and have to write down and make these decisions. So you're looking at the court website, you're printing off forms, you're trying to talk with your wife or your spouse and come up with decisions about custody, child support, spouse support, property division. Are you going to sell the home? Are you dividing pensions? Um, number one, where are you going to find the time to do that? I mean, you're going to take off of work, I suppose, and then miss work and not get paid. You're going to do it in the evening um, after work when you should be spending time with your kids or your family or um, watching the news or doing whatever you do uh, in the evenings. Definitely. You know, one thing I tell folks is you're going to spend, how did I say this? You're either going to spend your time or you're going to spend your money. And either it's, you know, if you have the time, if you're not working, you have the time and you don't have the money, then do it yourself. Sure. You're going to struggle. Trust me. Watch my videos. A lot of people do, and you could probably get through it possibly, but uh, there's a lot of um, intricacies that my videos don't cover when I walk through how to do a simple divorce, whether it be with kids or no kids or spouse support, no spouse support, custody, no, you know what I mean? So you're going to have something specific in your divorce case that I'm just not going to cover. And that'll be the one thing that causes your uh, judgment to get rejected. So in my opinion, have a neutral third party help you. Um, definitely recommend the guy you're looking at right now, but, uh, and we can help with taking off that stress of uh, dealing with the courts or, or even ending up in court because you did something wrong with the paperwork. I make the process super simple. Give me a call, set up a consultation and we can talk through it. Even if you don't hire me, we can go over it and uh, anything I can do to help. Number three, asset division. When assets such as homes and pensions are involved, the process becomes more intricate. You may not be aware of the best way to negotiate or divide these assets fairly, potentially leading to financial losses or disputes down the road. So I don't know, you know, that's a little dramatic. Um, it could, there could be financial losses or, or disputes. You know, you, you took, you took uh, entirety of your pension and your wife took all of your, of the house. And the, if you had to pull money out of the pension, I'm just making things up here. If you had to pull money out of your pension uh, because you needed money for one reason or another, then you want, there's going to be a taxation problem. So things like that can come up. Um, maybe you don't know that you can offset a pension that's uh, for a house. I had a conversation with a gentleman today that they had already got that all hammered out. I mean, they just only had a few things to figure out, but wife was going to keep the house and he's keeping his pension and, and there was more to it, but that was a big part of the decision to, of how they were dividing things up. And that's totally possible. A lot of people aren't aware that that are, those are things that you can do. And they also worry about, will the court allow an unequal division of assets and all these things in 15 minute consultation, I can, I can answer all of your questions, put you at ease. And then if it all works out, you can hire me and I can show you how easy I can make the divorce process for you. Number four, alimony and support. Determining spouse support and child support can be complicated with guidelines varying by jurisdiction. California, that is uh, the, the juris, it's pretty much the consistent through California. Uh, mistakes in calculating support payments or not understanding your rights and obligations can result in unfair financial consequences. So with our clients, there we the level of fairness is what you and your spouse agree to. Uh, we don't represent you. Our clients don't have attorneys. They're self-represented. I can give them resources and information written by attorneys to um, um, understand their rights so they can make informed decisions. 
Um, you can always go to an attorney, have a consultation, have your rights explained to you so you can make informed decisions as well. But honestly, everything, if you know how to, if you know the right terms to search, everything is out there written by attorneys, uh, on their websites. Um, but yeah, child support, we have access to running calculations for support, uh, both spouse support and child support. Um, you know, they, there are some free calculators out there when you turn in a child support order as part of your settlement agreement, you do need, do need to include the child support calculation. We have the ones that the courts, there's several versions of it, maybe half dozen. We pay for a program that the court knowingly accepts this version of the child support calculation. If you have child support, you do need one. If you are, um, they want to see what the, the guideline amount is. So if the calculation is, you know, $500, but you want it to be 300, then you have to do a non-guideline order because it's a, it's a lower amount. You don't need a calculation if you're doing reserve jurisdiction. And then keep in mind, maybe you want to keep child support, uh, the child support order completely out of the settlement agreement. You guys are going to pay child support or receive child support, but you don't want the, the government knowing. This came up on a conversation day. You don't want the government knowing, or maybe you just don't want an official court order for one reason or another because none of their business, and you're going to handle it outside of court. In that, that case, we can write it up as reserve jurisdiction. We don't need a child support calculation. You guys have whatever out of a court agreement you want, and it gives you that flexibility uh, there. So spouse support, you do not need a child support or child support. Spouse support, you don't need a uh, child a spouse support calculation submitted. Uh, those numbers are not like child support where it has to meet some kind of state minimum or anything like that. Uh, third, one thing I want to add is keep in mind uh, in closing here. I operate as a neutral third party for you and your spouse. So you don't, you and your spouse can use the same person, me, and I handle cases directly with you and I interface with the court directly. So you have me as kind of a, a bounce ideas off of, I handle the paperwork, I handle the filings. You'll never talk to the court. You'll never have to go to court. 99.9% .9 of the time, One, I think it happened once in the thousands of cases I've handled, uh, something weird happened with the court. They just had to go in they, and the court had a que one question forum. So it's kind of, anyways, but 99.9% um, .9 time, you will never go to court. Uh, you'll never have a hearing. J the judge is not going to interfere in your decision-making. We do all the filings. We get them, um, you know, petition filed, get the disclosures done, dra uh, draft up your settlement agreement. You guys sign it, notarize it. We mail it in. We do the whole thing. Courts uh, just know that. And the other thing is I, I made a funny video, and it wasn't funny, but comment about uh, the, I, I think the video is uh, the, why the courts hate you or, or hate self-represented clients about how your paperwork's so bad. When we turn in your paperwork, it, we have a cover letter and all that. So they know it's coming from a registered legal document assistant. So they're not going to toss it aside and say, oh, God, here's another self-represented litigant not knowing what they're doing. This case is going to be a giant mess. I'm going to maybe delay reviewing this for an extra month until I'm, I have some free time. All right, guys. Happy Friday. February 2nd. I hope you enjoyed episode 49 of the Daily Perspective. We'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs>